This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Even though it's almost fall, Christmas is right around the corner. And let me ask you a quick question. Is your church ready, media-wise, for the Christmas season? I'm going to do something really cool over the podcast. Over the next six weeks, we're going to talk specifically about Christmas, just to make sure your church is ready with media for the Christmas season. We're going to have conversations around the media checklist for Christmas, how to use FOMO for your missing out, get people excited, your own people excited for the Christmas season, types of content you should be making to advertise your Christmas services, how to use Facebook ads for your Christmas services, creative and cheap ways to do print advertising, and then creative ways to use video to invite people to your Christmas services. So here on the podcast over the next six weeks, hopefully hopefully you stick with me over those next six weeks, including this one. So I guess it's actually five weeks after this one. We're going to be talking all about Christmas to make sure that your church is ready media-wise for the Christmas season. Now it's no... um, I don't think there's any contest to know what are the most important Sundays, specifically with visitors in mind, and also encouraging your church people about what are the most popular services to go to church on. Um, Christmas, though, is actually not number one. More studies are coming out that Easter is still pretty much the highest attended weekend services for churches, followed by, you ready? Mother's Day, and then Christmas is in that same category as well, but I don't think anyone can argue that when it's Christmas season, people are more focused on giving. They're more focused on the the reason for the season. You know, they might not like this Jesus or God thing, but they like the idea of Jesus and God and the fact that we're using the word Christ to talk about Christmas. People are generally, their hearts are more responsive towards the idea of church and worship services because a lot of that goes back to tradition. And in fact, that might be something that you guys could actually use to your advantage as a small church, bringing the tradition of Christmas services back into your family. That one's for completely free. That is actually something that we use at our church of putting Christmas back into the family tradition of your Christmas season. Well, today we're going to talk about the media checklist that you need to have in order to make sure that graphically, digitally, promotionally, your church is ready to go for the Christmas season. Because check this out. You can invite people last minute. You can send out flyers last minute. But the one thing you cannot do last minute is create the graphics for Christmas because when it's too late, it is just simply too late. So here today, we're going to talk about the four things that for regarding media of things that your church needs to be doing in order to be ready for the Christmas season. Now, these are just uh, curated by me. I did not jack this from a blog post or anything like that, but these are the four main categories that you need to prepare for and some stuff I can help you with and some stuff I cannot help you with. You just need to figure out how you're going to do it in your church. But these are the four things, the, 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 the four-step media checklist for the Christmas season. Number one, pretty obvious, you got to get your Christmas graphics in order. You know, gone are the days of clip art, gone are the days of, of Holly and Jingle Bells and Frosty the Snowman and Jesus in a Little Manger. Uh-uh, nope. People are expecting top tier graphics coming out of places specifically around Christmas time because if you're trying to get your Christmas graphics out there and let's just say you're competing with the likes of small businesses, you're competing with Google, you're competing with you know million dollar ads, 
you want to have a graphic that is ready to go so that way you know what you don't need to spend a lot of money on your graphic but at the end of the day you gotta be ready to have your stuff viewed and that people actually enjoy what they are looking at you know you got to make sure you have your main sermon graphic ready to go so that way you can put it on the screens you can put it in in your advertisements for leading up to christmas you can put it in your bulletin you can do whatever you want to do with it you got to have a main christmas graphic because if you're going to print things if you're going to email things if you're going to facebook things you got to have that graphic ready to go. And coming out of that graphic, you also want to have a graphic ready for your Facebook cover. You want to have a graphic maybe ready for your... uh, I'm not a big fan of this, but changing your church's um, Facebook and Instagram profile picture. I'm a firm believer in whatever your church logo is. Use that in your Facebook and uh, Instagram stuff. Don't you know, just don't change it to a random picture or a text or anything like that. Because when people come to your church page, they want to know it's still your church. But if you want to drop like a little Santa's hat on top of your logo, really cute. People actually enjoy that. Just just to throw that out there. But, you know, having a cover photo for Facebook is great. And, you know, they do these things called uh, Facebook cover frames that you can actually create and have your people use this frame, slap it on top of their profile picture to let people know of, hey, Christmas at Hope Springs or whatever the name of your churches so they can let people know that, hey, this is where I go to church and I want to invite you as well. So anyone who is a friend of theirs will see that they changed their Facebook profile to this new um, Facebook cover template. And we can talk more about that. And there's some great links that I can give you um, just to make sure you know what's going on with that. But the church... um, the church photo frame, or not church photo frame, I'm losing my words here. The Facebook cover photo frame is a really great tool. Um, another one is if your graphics package comes with a video, that is super, uh, super amazing as well. Um, stats have shown that when you put videos on Facebook or Instagram or your website, people are more likely to watch those and stick around and actually see what it's all about. Now, this doesn't necessarily need to be a video of your people doing, um, you know, inviting people to church or your pastor or a promo teaser or anything like that. It literally could be about the same thing as your graphic with some words and some pictures to kind of tell a quick story to get people interested, not just in coming to your church, but also just on the Christmas season in general. Now, I would be remiss if I did not tell you about a couple free resources, actually three free resources that you can use to get your Christmas graphics and social media graphics and even videos if you want to go along with the Christmas season. The first one is churchmotiongraphics.com. Our church... Honestly, I mean, we don't subscribe to church motion graphics whenever we want to buy graphics or buy motion backgrounds for our worship slides. We buy those individually. But fun fact, we went to a straight black background with white text because it's a lot more readable for people in our church and people have actually enjoyed that and been able to engage with it a lot more. But church motion graphics, they actually have a free Christmas tab. They call it We've Made Christmas Easy, where you can get a free Christmas graphics kit where it literally has a free, like the slide template for your main graphic for your sermon and social media as well. They include social media graphics, uh, Facebook covers, and then also the Facebook profile frames. That's what they're called. Facebook profile frames that people can add to their own Facebook profile picture so that way they can advertise your service as well. And they also have a video that goes alongside with the main graphic that they created for this year's Christmas season. Now you have to pay for it. It's like 20 bucks, but in my opinion, it's well worth the investment because you can use that video as an intro to the service as well. So not just use it online, but use it in the service. Um, Churchmarketinguniversity.com is another great resource. And I um, I've actually not used them for Christmas. I've used them for Easter graphics in the past because normally 
normally they'll give you like this free trial where you know you can get the the main graphic and a free video that goes along with it and some other branding marketing materials as well for free as a little teaser for you to jump onto their church marketing university platform and which is the high-end paid subscription um, they have not launched their Christmas stuff yet at time of recording but they normally do it as well but then the other one is life I'm sorry life church with Craig Rochelle um, they have this thing called open um, so if you go to open.life.church you can actually get a bunch of free resources there as well including Christmas graphics or other sermon graphics or social media posts or anything like that um, if you use the Uversion Bible app and you actually see the verse images that are there as a part of Uversion open.life.church is the place that creates all of those graphics so any one of the three websites I'll put those links in the in the show notes no they're, they're not affiliate links it's just free stuff for you um, open.life.church church marketing university and churchmotiongraphics.com. You can get free graphics right there for your church. So the first one is get your church graphics in order. Now, number two is you got to figure out how you want to invite people to your services. Now, no questions asked the best way to get people to come to a Christmas service is your church people, not just cold inviting, but inviting people that are close to them, whether they're friends, coworkers, or family members. That is always, always, always the best way to get people to come to your Christmas services. But you also got to let people know who might be seekers that your Christmas services are going on as well. And there's normally two different types of ways to invite people to your services. One is via print and one is via digital. Now, a lot of people use print promotional materials such as... Um, the church mailing postcard services like through Vistaprint or out, I think it's like church media, churchministryoutreach.com or outreach.com. I don't remember that URL, but uh, mailers are probably the main way that churches today actually get their information to invite people to Christmas services out there. I just want to let you know, if you do that, there's a lot cheaper ways in ways that your church can engage in inviting people than actually using mailers because mailers, you know, they cost to print, they cost to make, and they cost to mail as well. Now, I don't think it's a bad idea to not use those mailers, but I actually think there's a more effective way to use those mailers. Uh, other ways are door hangers or personal invites that you can hand to your church people. My favorite are business cards. In fact, square business cards are my favorite one where you can just print 250 of them for like 20 bucks at Vistaprint, hand them to your church people and off to the races you go. Um, another one that could be creative if you're up for it is finding whatever magazine that is local to your area. Like we have one called Michiana Saver here in South Bend and you can pull out quarter, half page, or full-size ads right there in the magazine. Now, I'm just going to say it. The magazine ads probably is not going to be a good ROI, but hey, it's another idea to put into your back pocket. The second way, though, is digitally, and the best way to do that is through Facebook ads. Case in point, you can spend 20 bucks to reach thousands of people with one Facebook ad in your community, and you can target those so that way people within five miles, 10 miles, you can actually have it set up where only your church people see the ad or friends of people who like your church's Facebook page, so that way it's not just a random people, but they have to be friends with people who already like your Facebook page, so that way when they invite those people to church, they've already seen online of that advertisement from uh, from Facebook. Another way digitally is to text or email your group of those people who have attended, or not attended, I'm sorry, who have visited your church as visitors at some point in the last year. People who have already walked into your church once are way more likely to walk back into your church again, and you got to make sure you collect 
organize and tap into that collection of names, emails, and phone numbers to reach out to those people. But at the end of the day, yes, you got to have Christmas graphics ready, but you also got to figure out how you want to invite people to your services and invite or in your church members to invite them as well. Number three, this one is absolutely crucial, and that is to create a Christmas landing page on your website. What's a landing page? A landing page is one specific page where all the links for everything, people go to this one spot, and they can get all the information that they need on that one web page with ever having to click off to another web page. Now, if people go to that web page, chances of them going to another web page are pretty high, but you want to have every single thing about that service and every question that someone could have right on that landing page. In other words, this is like the one-stop shop for all Christmas things related to your church. So what should you include on this page? Obviously, you got to have the graphic there on the page so when people get the get the invite or the card. Uh, another fun fact, QR codes to have that link to this specific Christmas landing page, you got to have those suckers because those are just, those right now because of COVID are exploding and people know exactly what to do and they are looking for them. So they don't have to type anything in. Their camera looks at it, boop, takes a link and go. You have a question about QR codes or which best QR code user to, uh, not user, uh, what best QR code website to use, send me a message, I'll hook you up. It's it's really simple. Um, but really, just Google it. You can find how to get a good QR code um, website where you can just download it and put it onto any of your print materials. Um but you got to have that graphic on the page. So when someone sees your invite, they go to the website, they can connect of, oh, okay, I'm at the right place because the graphic on the invite is the same graphic that is on the website. Another one is just pictures from previous year's Christmas service. Now, if you don't have those, that is okay. I recommend you still get a picture of maybe of worship or your pastor preaching. You can put a colored overlay on that with some text on top of it, but you got to let people know what your sanctuary looks like, what the people in the church look like, what they can expect. Because again, we talked about this before, but when people go to your website, they're looking for pictures of your church people. So meet them where they are, put a friendly face on your, on your website. People, can spot stock imagery from a mile away, and you don't want to mislead people that your church is one way when in reality it's not. So using pictures from your own church member and body is the best way to go. And hey, you know what? They don't even need to be Christmas pictures. You can just hire a photographer. Most of them, they'll charge between uh, 50 bucks if they're cheap or new, all the way up to like 150 bucks for a weekend service just to get a bunch of pictures. But you got to get pictures of your own people on your website. And if you have those from previous years, that is definitely a win. The next one that a lot of people mess up on is you need a section for each service. Now, maybe not a whole section, but at least a column where you can have a picture to kind of let people know what that service is about, a title, the time of the service, when that's going on, maybe even the time length of that service, and a quick paragraph about the service, whether that be the candlelight service, the weekend services around Christmas time. Maybe you have a special series that you're working through for Christmas, the children's Christmas program. Maybe you guys do Christmas breakfast the Sunday after Christmas, which I highly recommend because a lot of people will come when you give them free food and then shorten that service time down a little bit. It really, really works out. Or you can even have a fun little thing like a quick luncheon on the back end of a service, whatever you got to do. And whatever you do around Christmas season, maybe you go out and you serve the community in some way, shape, or form. You got to have that listed on as a section or a column on that webpage. Don't just give one little sentence or a paragraph telling people about it. Show people, make it easy to read and easy to digest. Another section that people tend to forget about is an FAQ section. I am literally a proponent of having an FAQ section everywhere and anywhere. And here's why. People are lazy. <laughs> 
They don't want to click off. They don't want to go somewhere else. But if you give them a basic FAQ section right here, specifically answering questions that they would have about your Christmas services, the chance of them coming just grows exponentially. And that can include what are the length of times of the services? Do you have childcare at these given services? Like our Christmas candlelight service. We don't have childcare. If someone comes with a crap load of kids and they're expecting childcare and you don't have it, that's not always good. You got to let people know. What should they dress? Are you guys going to be partaking in communion? Um, are you guys going to be having weird elements to your service where that as, us as Christians, we know and understand, we know what's going to happen, but someone on the outside may not know. Let people know what to do with that about that. Let them know where they're supposed to park and what door they're supposed to be uh, coming into. If people are going to be greeting, if you're going to have a photographer in the lobby, if you're going to do something fun or a giveaway or something, I don't know what your church does, but anything you have going, you it's it's always better to have more questions and answers than fewer, but you got to make sure you have an FAQ section. And the last one is actually a contact form for people to either A, register or to learn more about the Christmas service. You need to make it really easy for people to figure out and ask questions about the Christmas services. Now, you can just flat out say like, hey, register for our Christmas services. And let's be honest, you don't need to register for any Christmas service. You just want people to come. But when you actually put that right there, say, hey, let us know that you're coming and then how we can prep for you to come. And people put their name, their family and members, all these different things. You have two options. One is you can just take that, send them an email as a follow-up, like the week before, or text and say, hey, this is Pastor Joe. Um, this is Miss Sue, whatever you want to do. We are so excited that you've let us know that you're coming. We are looking forward and I would love to meet you. Or you can go all the way and actually plan on them to come. You can actually have a little goodie bag ready to go for their kids or for them and just say, hey, and, and always send them an email. Always make sure to connect with them before, follow up with them on the back end because they made themselves known to you. So make sure you recognize them. But have something and say, hey, we got a gift for you. We just want to say thank you. We're prepared for your visit. Make sure your greeters are recognizing them. So that way, when your greeters are saying, hi, I'm Mark, what's your name? I've never met you before. However, your greeters do it and they have that name, they might be able to trigger, oh, you're new. We're planning on you to come and let people know that you care about them as a person more than just them showing up. This is something that there's no right or wrong way to do it, but you have to figure out how to follow up with those people who actually attended your service. And the best ways is via email or texting if you just ask for a name or phone number, or if someone actually gives you their address, which I'm just going to be honest with you, I ain't giving my address out to nobody. So if you got a connect card, you can just honestly just X out that address because pretty much ain't nobody going to give that to you. But you need to figure out how to follow up with texting and email if someone actually visits your church during the Christmas season. If people make themselves known to you, you need to recognize that lean into it, embrace it, and thank them for that. If you don't already, you need to establish a process queue specifically for the Christmas season. So that way, if people came to your Christmas season, you can put them into a group. And every church management software generally has this in mind where you can put them into groups, but you can put them into a visitor category. So that way, let's say, hey, Easter rolls around, you can send them an invite or an invite to that. If they mark down that they have kids or maybe teenager student ministry, hey, you can message them and say, hey, 
We are so glad you came to our Christmas service. We would love for you to check out our student ministry and how you can get involved with that. But either way, you got to figure out how to connect and follow up with people. Now, a lot of people who come to your Christmas services might be family members. They might be coming from out of state. They might not you know, necessarily be looking for a church. They're just going back with mom or with dad, or, you know, they're going with a friend to someone else's church rather than their own church. Now they might not necessarily ever come back to your church and that's not for bad reasons. They're actually for good reasons, but you still need to follow up with them because coming out of Christmas, if someone walks into your church and let's say they were one of the people that they're seeking something, they may not know what, but they know that church might be an answer and you fail to follow up with follow up with them, they may think that you don't really care about them like you claim to or they might just forget <laughs> coming in the next Sunday. Once they get back into the ebb and flow of life, it's easy just to sleep in and have Sunday morning brunch. You need to make sure you are reaching out to these people. Now, you don't want to harass them. You do not want to make it look like you're interrogating them, and you don't want to make it look like you're so desperate for them to come to your church that you will do anything and everything to get them back. You just want to be able to send them a message and just say, hey, we love that you came here to worship with us. Here's a quick video welcome from our pastor. Here's a quick email from our pastor. We'd love to connect with you more. If you have any questions, we would love for you just to you know have coffee with our pastor at any time, or if you are the pastor, say, hey, I would love to sit down and have coffee with you and just hear your story, not necessarily make them do anything awkward, but hey, you just want to hear their story. Don't make the follow-up awkward for them to follow up. Be sincere in that. And in fact, this is kind of a bonus, but one thing that our church did to actually help get response back from people who visited, and it worked really well, was if someone visited our church 10 days later, we just said, hey, we are so glad you came and worshiped with us. We just want to know, is there anything that we can be praying for you about? We had so much response to that, that we were actually able to give that off to the people who needed to, so they could pray with those people. But then it was up to us to follow through with those people and say, hey, we've been praying for this. Has God answered that prayer yet? Nah, cool. Hey, we would love to keep praying for you. Can we pray for you in any other way? Or do you want us to continue on with that prayer? But either way, using media, whether texting or email, this could be as simple as get a Google number so you can text and not give out your own personal cell. You can text with your personal cell or email these people. Either way, once you actually get people in your doors, you got to figure out how to follow up with them. And I know you know that. I'm just putting that back up on your radar. So again, to wrap everything up, here's the four four check four step four things four pieces i don't know here's the four things of a checklist that you need to have regarding media and christmas time number 1 is you got to get your christmas graphics in order number 2 you got to figure out how to get those invites out to people to invite them to your services three you have to have a christmas landing page on your website so that way if people who are invited are curious they have a place to learn more information and last but not least you got to figure out how to follow up with people maybe they filled out that contact form to learn more on on that or on, on that landing page. Maybe they've already visited your service before. You can invite them that way to follow up from previous contacts that they made with your church, but you also got to be prepared to connect with them after the Christmas season is all said and done. Hey, over the next five weeks, we're going to be just diving deep into Christmas. Next week, um, unless something changes, well, I guess we'll find out when we get there. We're going to talk about how to use FOMO to get people, your church people, excited for Christmas. Now, this is not necessarily going to be more of a media-driven podcast, but how to use media after doing these things to create the excitement around the Christmas season. So we'll see you then, guys. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.